0: I'm Mirren Wynn and you're listening to Ned, a podcast for nurses in the emergency department. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 6 of Ned. It's Lisa here and I'm joined by Mirren, of course. Hey, guys. Um, today's episode is quite a special one. i got three of my favourite people with us today. Um, I am joined by my clinical facilitator team, the amazing Kiri DeCruz. Hello. Beautiful Laura Webb. Hello, and the lovely Josh Earl. Hey. Um, and we're going to have a chat about the clinical facilitator role. Um, this is part of our series, isn't it? Um, yeah, we're going to yeah. do different
1: roles within the emergency department and mm. how you get there. So, if there are.
0: is a particular role you want us to cover, let us know. But mm. we've got a few um, of the more common, and then a little bit, you know, more, I suppose, specialised mm. roles. So that people can get a glimpse of them and see what they want a succession plan to. These guys have all chosen education uh, as what they want to succession plan to, um, which makes me very proud and very lucky to get to work with them every day. This is probably going to be a little bit serious and then a little bit funny because they're all very nervous and were somewhat, mm, maybe very strongly suggested to take part. Take part today. <laughs> So, thanks, slash, didn't know. Thanks, <laughs> slash, threatened.
2: <laughs>
0: Thank you, guys. Thank you very much. So, my first question why did you want to be a clinical
3: facilitator? Why did you choose the role? Um, I absolutely love this role because you get to teach people. Who doesn't love to see people achieve new things, and especially as a nurse? You can make a difference to the patients by helping staff thrive without, you know, getting upset when they don't know something. You can be there for them and support them to get to that point without being threatened or scared. So I think it's the best role ever.
2: Yeah, I think for me it's just a logical progression. Um, I've been nursing for a while in lots of different uh, formats of nursing, I guess. Um, Started all at the bottom and working my way up slowly and just made sense to go... That next step of CF, um, always in my nursing care, it's always been patient-focused, getting those best outcomes possible and giving my all, like no matter what. I'm always working for that patient. Mm. Um, so, yeah, as a nurse, that's what I do. And then becoming a CN, a leader in the department, I am able to, was able to create an environment for my staff to do that same thing. Um, but moving into a CF position really changes the approach that I can take to get those same sort of outcomes that I desire for my patients, but I can make it happen from an organisational point of view for the rest of the staff. So I'm able to teach and support staff to reach their full potential as clinicians. Um, and yeah, I guess try and pass on some of my strong beliefs and desires to get those good outcomes. Awesome. yeah it's
4: really great to see people um you know start to progress through the department and get to different levels and then you know as they're getting to those new levels we're able to support them in that transition and provide them with education and they start to understand things more and more and um that's really satisfying to see that progress so i guess
0: um the other question for those of those people that don't know what a clinical facilitator does, because I think uh, what I've noticed from around the state, it's diff- sorry, it's different everywhere you work. It's also called different things. I think it's called different, well. different things as well. Yeah. Yeah, and but then some people say some some facilities have a clinical coach and a clinical facilitator. Some people have one or the other. Um, so what? How
3: would you explain the role? Well. Every day is different, so um, we're very lucky here in that we get to do a lot of diverse Yeah, things. a little of autonomy. Yeah, so you know every week is different. Usually we'll be doing support days on the floor, whether that's in
4: paediatrics,
3: triage, shift management, resus, and otherwise we're running workshops of all different
1: subjects, which I love. So support days is like that involves you guys working alongside somebody who's learning new skills yep. and you just
2: talk them through stuff. Yeah, we talk them, talk them through stuff, but I guess it's more so challenging them as well. Yep. So we want to get them to sort of meet the expectations of the department from a clinical point of view um, and, I guess, help them realise how much they really do know. Yeah. Because yeah. they put in the effort, get they learn potential. this content beforehand, come on the day freaking out, really anxious, saying, I don't know anything, we get them in there and we get them through the day. And they do, through and through. yeah. And they do... Awesome. Yeah, they do really well.
3: Yeah. And then other days we write education content, which we're pretty lucky to get to be a part of.
2: So
1: for workshops, for, like, Learning, learning packages, packages. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Whatever awesome.
0: is needed at the time. So how... How would you explain the difference between the clinical facilitator role and the nurse educator role? Because each of you have fulfilled, uh, done backfill for my nurse educator role. So how would you explain the difference?
3: Well, the educators are are our leaders and they've guided us to get where we are now. And I think that we're very lucky that we work very closely
4: with you guys because Mm. it's helped us grow a lot. Yeah. Yeah, you guys support us in what we want to do and um, provide us with lots of advice and when we are designing, you know, wanting to implement new content, you help us with the design of that content um, and point us in the right directions for which way we need to go with that.
3: Yeah, and, like, you plan and manage the education for the year. You help, um, you know, with difficult situations when that comes up. And then you obviously go to all the meetings to find out, you know, what is our current learning gaps, what does the department need right now and things like that. Mm-hmm. And also you guys are on the floor as well, so it depends on the situation oh, yeah. and what you make of the role.
1: So if you're moving from a grade 5 entry-level registered nurse position to a position like this, which is a grade up, and obviously going from something primarily clinical, which is like our bread and butter... To learning how to present and write content and teach people and all of those extra skills what kind of things i suppose i have two questions what would you have liked to have known beforehand and maybe what do you think would be the skills or qualities that would help you to get there because it's very different
4: yeah Um, I came into the clinical facilitator role from being at level, so I came from a clinical nurse role into the facilitator role, so I didn't transition from that five to six. But I still remember the first workshop that I went to was um, the graduate transition workshop, and I had to present in front of all of the graduates from Metro South. (laughs) And I think that was like my third day in the facilitator role. Gosh, I was so, so nervous doing my... um, presentation um but i i don't know you kind of um the more comfortable you feel it's hard to describe i'm I'm not a public speaker (laughs) either and i think it's
3: really weird that i'm a cf but i wanted to put myself out of my comfort zone for that very reason so knowing your content is so important i've Mm. made a lot of mistakes along the way and then afterwards you're kicking yourself but then you realize (laughs) that we're all learning you know you you can't know everything yeah but having that confidence to get up, that's huge. It's really...
0: How do you go with that, Josh? Because I would probably describe you as the more quiet CF, for sure. Yeah, I, I don't guess... know if that's the environment that you're placed in. <laughs> or. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs>
2: um, yeah, I guess I'm generally pretty quiet. Though when I find my comfort zone, I definitely do come out. Um, and I guess nursing is what I am. It's who I am. I'm a nurse. It's what I've been doing for a long time now. Um, and that is my comfort zone. So I think transitioning into teaching and stuff makes sense for me. Um, it's what I would try to do beforehand, even with outside of the role of a CF. So I guess if you're looking at coming forward into a CF role, I'll be looking at what skills do you do on a daily basis that are transferable to the grade six role? Like There's a lot of them. We do education with our patients every day. We support nursing students almost every day of the year. Um, it's always around that. So there's a lot of transferable skills. I guess it's just that realisation that you do have those skills. Um, but coming into guess the probably the most important thing would be interpersonal skills to work on coming into this role. Um, there's a lot of is that down to a lot of people different management. personalities, different and personalities, teaching
1: different people different ways. Absolutely, yeah. yeah.
2: So I think well, like one of the biggest challenges of the roles that I, that I've found so far is dealing with staff members that are really anxious and nervous and stressed out. And I find yeah. that if we can overcome that one little thing, then that staff member can shine. It goes yeah. much more smoothly they
1: just, after
3: that. Yeah. They yeah.
2: Just They do really well.
3: It's about making people comfortable. It's such a huge thing. I don't want to be scared when I'm being taught. You could
2: have all of the clinical knowledge in the world, but if you don't have those interpersonal skills, then I don't think you can succeed in the world. I think
0: you guys have excelled at that because in the time that I've been in the educator role, the current team of CFs have made it so appealing that we went from trying to fill positions to having a long list of people that are merit-listed to come into the role. And I think that's because you guys have that ability of making the staff feel comfortable when they're learning, which is very scary. Yeah, yeah. we all share that value.
2: Yeah, don't Yeah, got
0: to be approachable. So if you knew back before you were a CF what you knew now, what advice would you give your former self about what to prepare for? Would it be public speaking? Would it be... Content knowledge, what what would it be? Because I think it's fair to say that your growth prior to being a CF to your growth from your being a CF has been accelerated. Do you think that's fair to say? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So what what would what advice would you give to somebody if they were thinking, I think I want to go in that direction?
3: How would they what what kinds of things should they focus on? I always tell them that they should. Run an in service. Mm. Present at an in service if you can come up with a PowerPoint because once you're a CF you're supposed to just have education ready to go <laughs> yeah. at all times, whenever you're needed. So if you can do that and you feel good presenting because that's the hardest crowd to present to before a late shift, they're all just kind of staring at you <laughs> into the <laughs> distance.
1: It's a tough it's crowd, a tough it? crowd. It's a tough um crowd. yeah. If you I can think manage to a get really a giggle good
0: a laugh, or even a comment out of an in-service. I think you're
3: doing a good job. Yeah, I've done some interesting (laughs) in-services, one with beer goggles, getting them to do like math calculations and putting the drugs into a (laughs) syringe driver. I think we've done a few fun Mm in-services together as well just to try and wake up the group.
1: It's tough, isn't it? Because, you know, when you're sitting in front of PowerPoint after PowerPoint, sometimes you just get a bit, oh, I just want to go and do my job. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And it's hard to make it varied, Mm. isn't it, for people. I think with COVID, we've struggled, haven't we? Because we can't do a lot of that anymore Mm. in the way that we used to. Less interactive. Mm. Yeah, Mm. you don't get that face-to-face kind of, I don't know, engagement. When I did did a CF role, it was my favourite job that I've ever done, I think. But the biggest thing for me was about exactly what you guys said, knowing your content inside out because then you didn't have to worry about the content and you could focus on delivery. Yeah, yeah. Um, Because I found if I was stressed about both content and delivery and if I felt that I couldn't answer everybody's question, it was just way too much. (laughs) It was too much stress. So that if I knew the content well, I could just be stressed about one part of it, which was the presenting to the
3: really tough crowd. Mm. Yeah, you do a lot more work at home for sure. Like I'm always reading over stuff all the time. It makes you so really much... good clinically, doesn't
1: it? Makes it? it yeah, absolutely.
2: You get back on the floor now and it's just, you've relaxed because yep. you know all the stuff. You've been you teaching
3: know it what inside it Yeah, I think outside the box a lot more, too. Yeah, definitely. Mm. I think all of you have
0: said that prior to coming into the CF role you were nervous about looking after kids because it's not an exposure thing. You don't get to see as many critical kids as you do the adults. But now you're all comfortable with a critical kid yeah. because you all teach it I have looked
2: out but... I'd be quite confident to go because into you know the, because I know the content
3: yeah. yeah yeah i've been unlucky enough to have quite a few unwell children but yeah it's definitely good to teach it
1: yeah i think it makes you better when you're on the floor mm-hmm. i i yeah, find you. that anyway for sure
0: you know it's occurred to me that everyone here has been a cf at one point or another yeah. told you it was my favorite, favorite job ever. ever i loved it i think it's a i think because it makes you so good clinically on the floor I think it's a great stepping stone for just about any management role because you know the department inside out. You know all the flow, you know all the clinical knowledge and you're part of a lot of the leadership discussions as well Um, and that may be different in other units but we certainly make you guys part of the leadership team. I guess you know
1: the staff really well as well. You know the staff exceptionally well. And your relationships with, um, you know, multi discs. The multi-disc team are different. Yeah. I think they're better, and um, you know, with the medical officers, and I think that helps when you to set you up for progression to grade seven positions. Yeah.
0: Okay. So, what what do you think would be the most challenging part of the CF role? Because we've talked a lot about what all what's all the good things. So, what make what's hard about it?
3: Um, I guess it has its different challenges. Sometimes I feel like I'm never going to understand content, and I'm like, how can I be the teacher of this? And then you realise you can.
0: And a bit of fake it
3: till you make it. Yeah, no imposter syndrome. A <laughs> There's a lot of imposter syndrome for me personally. Yeah. Um, no. Um, and also, you know, when when you have difficult dealing with difficult situations as well. You know, yeah,
4: that's definitely the hardest part, I think, when people are so eager to progress and sometimes they're just not at, quite at the level where they're safe enough to do that. And you have to have that hard conversation with them that maybe they just need a little bit more time. Um, but then again, you su- still support them through that process. But,
3: yeah, yeah, it's just it's, how you do it. Hey, because yeah. we, it may make them feel like we're not supportive, but we are. Mm, that can be hard.
2: Nothing? You
0: find
2: it easy? It's definitely not easy. Some days you come to work and you're just like, can I do this today? Yeah. Like, you still have those days. Yeah. But I guess your team's relying on you to do it just like they're on the clinical floor. Mm. And if we put in a subpar performance in education, then that just translates to straight across the same as if we, we yeah. had a rough day on the floor. The team yeah.
4: and if we're doing a support day, the person that we're supporting as well, yeah, they really, yeah, they miss out.
3: Yeah, yeah, wearing the mask all day and teaching—that's the—that was the, the, the hardest. I
4: found that
0: incredibly hard.
4: Going home like three hundred. <laughs> 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 I thought I might have
3: to apply for a new job if this is of
0: I find I talk particularly fast when I present as well, so I tend to really get out of breath. because yeah. I'm so excited to get the content. out yeah. and I was kept having to take it off and. <sighs> <laughs> Put it back on. It's terrible. It
4: was, terrible. was, it was few awful. Friends. My brain would actually be so fuzzy by the end of the day. Yeah, mm, that was hard. So strange experience.
1: <laughs> so you guys are leaders in our department for education for nursing in general. If we have people who are listening who are you know interested in becoming an ED nurse, what advice would you give them? What do you think they should know before they come? Definitely do it. Yes, good advice. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it is the best place to work. Do you think it's
0: as scary as what people make it out to be? Not here.
2: not at all.
3: We're a good team. Yeah. We all want everyone to
2: achieve. Everything always comes down to basic patient assessment. If you get those foundational nursing skills and you work on those over a period of time, then it's definitely transitionable to ED. I started off in medical wards. I started off in rehab ended up in ed as a educator or a clinical facilitator so yeah it doesn't matter where you are at the moment if you set your goal and that's where you want to be it's definitely achievable
3: Mm. yeah and all the staff on the floor will help you as well it's not like you won't get supported you're not left on your own yeah Yeah. no it's good i
0: think that's what i found coming from uh the ward type nursing into ed that i was all of a sudden surrounded by people Mm. by nurses by doctors you don't get that on the ward.
3: No, it's, it's the best place. And you get to meet all different types of patients. Who wouldn't want that? Mm. It's always interesting.
1: Yes. So your advice is just do it. Follow your dream,
2: work hard. Follow your dream, yeah. But do it. Put in put in the hours. Yeah. You know.
0: Learn your business. Absolutely. Yeah, right. Awesome. Right, this is going to be my favourite part of this episode in fact these guys are
1: squirming
0: (laughs) i love it it's the three question time they know the questions and they
2: have no (laughs)
4: answers so
0: here we go first question what is the most profound experience you have ever had who's gonna start
4: dot 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 dot
0: come on Kiri had to Google the word (laughs) (laughs) profound. I was hoping it would make something
3: come
4: up.
3: (laughs) I'm not good at reflective practice.
4: (laughs) Yeah, me neither.
0: Oh,
3: there's so many experiences. I don't know.
0: It's okay if you want to say working with me.
4: I mean, I get that. I feel like I haven't had my most profound experience yet. I think it's still to come that's a good I'd answer yeah. okay i right. feel it's like very, it's a little bit of a, a, a cop i think no, it's, a it's a bit of a cop
0: but i'll take it okay I'll, i just i'll, don't I'll think check I've back had in a couple of years
4: like happened to me in my life yet that's really changed my direction or what i want to do or what i want to achieve i think it's still to come okay good answer right i'll take it <laughs>
0: Josh is shaking his head.
2: (laughs) Gosh, I don't know.
0: You can go to question two. Okay. What is the
3: greatest thing anyone's ever done for you? Um, For me, my parents moved over to Australia before I was born with my brother and sister from Holland. And I obviously grew up in Australia and we got to go to Holland every year and all of my family's there and they're fantastic and I always felt like I never got to live there, I never got to go to school there and I was really upset about that and so my parents said, why don't you go to Holland for six months? And I got to go to high school there when I was 15 and live with my grandparents and the fact that they supported me to do that it was that's it was pretty so special cool. so cool mm. so
4: cool
3: yeah it was yeah, the best pretty profound i reckon to that counts as an here. answer for question 1 and 2 yeah. Sweet. yeah that's awesome i like it yeah i loved it and now i have some great friends over there as well as family and you've been to high school in two different countries. That's really cool. It was so the cool. best high school experience because I didn't have to try. I just uh, had a good time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you just turned off. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool.
0: What about you
2: two? So, done for me, I guess it's not an individual actual something that's happened. I guess it's a, a, a couple of things that have happened over my life. I think... I've got like a list of names in my head that are always there of people that at one stage in my life have, I guess, identified my potential and then, I guess, overcome my own self doubt to push me to go and do that. So they've
1: kind of pushed you forward. Yeah, really pushed me forward to try and
2: reach my potential. That's cool. Thankfully, that list continues to grow, which is amazing. That's great. That's awesome. Probably be better if I could just push myself a bit harder. But <laughs> <laughs> wow. Sometimes
0: I think more. we all need those we people all need a little shove. I am a firm believer that the achievements particularly here that I have is a direct result of the people around me.
2: Mm. Yeah, 100%. I agree. Yeah. And no matter what happens, I, I can't forget those people in my life. That's that awesome.
4: Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, this is a bit... Um, soft for me but I guess that I'm very very um grateful to my my family my parents and my sometimes my brother
1: for um
4: (laughs) just sometimes yeah I don't know I grew up in a really you know safe house great family my parents sent me to a good school um and supported me to do what I wanted to do and then I Now I have this dream job that I love to do, and I don't think that I would have been able to do that without that support. So that's, I guess, probably, uh, just a yeah, life, just allowing you to do what you needed to do. Yeah,
0: that's cool. Right, guys. I'm always giving you advice. Whether they like it or not, just saying. (laughs) (laughs) Your turn to give us some.
3: What's one piece of advice you'd give us? Keep doing what you're doing. You guys are doing a great job. Aww. <laughs>
2: that's
3: <crap>. nice. <laughs> I'm really glad that we have that recorded. <laughs> I'm going to send just that little bit to
0: her. I'm going to edit it. This is too, it's too
3: much.
2: much. It's far too much to say. you
3: are the profound one in this situation. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God.
1: This is so good. I love it so much. <laughs> about We're about not you? deleting that. I'm keeping that. I'm, I'm going to keep it, it on a loop. I okay. yeah. <laughs>
4: I've got mush brain from this. Yeah.
0: It'll come with the um, the testing of the microphone. <laughs> that that'll be on the loop as well. That's so funny. Got
1: advice, Kerry. Thank you, Kerry. Uh,
0: we'll will, we'll will take advice yeah. on board and continue to be amazing <laughs>
2: <laughs> I guess one thing that I've sort of started talking to myself about is, well, it's a bit weird talking to myself.
0: <laughs> Ask
2: myself, judge. does it make you happy? And if not, is worth the toll that it's going to have on you.
4: That's great advice.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's profound. But yeah. yeah, Yeah, definitely. That's very really
4: profound, people. <laughs> but I don't that, does that apply We're to surprising a <laughs> <'Cause, laughs> it Does it doesn't
3: make you happy? Does it happy. <laughs> make me happy? Not really, but I'm still going to do it.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, People doing it make you happy in the end. Oh, yeah. A bit of yeah the outcome is the outcome, isn't it?
4: Definitely, yeah. Definitely, definitely. Come on, Wibby. Right. advice. Well, I guess I just like carry on from Kiri's advice of keep doing what you're doing. And I'm going to direct that at you, Lisa, because today is your very last day with us. And I know that you're a bit anxious about going over to the Royal. Yeah. I promised I'd make her cry on her last day. <laughs> um, but just keep doing exactly what you're doing here with us, and they'll love you over there just as much as we do. Yeah, you're very special.
0: Thank you. I've, um, it's a big day. And, yeah, I knew it would be you, Webby.
1: Okay. Me over the edge. But Thank you, guys. That was great. Thank you, guys, for being non-voluntary participants <laughs> in our <laughs> podcast recording today. Never again. Yeah, much
0: appreciated. We knew if we asked, we wouldn't get, so we just made.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. It was great.